You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Drake, and... It's Saturday, y'all. We got game today. Today we play Jacksonville State at 8 p.m. But Max, Dave, and I saw that how much y'all enjoyed the gambling episode with one Mr. Danny Domino, aka the fullback himself, with his domino picks. And we thought, you know what? Let's give the people what they want: fatter wallets, more picks. So we brought him back for today's episode on Saturday. It's me and him. Max drops by for a little bit actually, because he, you know. As I am as well, he's in the NBA program, so he's busy. But he was able to come by and give us a little bit of picks. I do want to give you all a heads up, though. The audio quality in this, this one is a little bit, you know, it's not up to our standards. Unfortunately, I actually had a hearing that morning for work, and I forgot to uh, change the microphone. So you're going to hear me a little bit. Sounds like I'm very far away from the microphone. In fact, I'm just simply using the camera. Folks, I'm sorry about that. Trust me, moving forward, it will be nothing but the best audio for you guys. But... Still a very good episode. It was a blast. It was a great time. And I can't wait to be there with Danny, with y'all, making your wallets that much bigger. So, for that being said, Drake, Danny, and Maxwell, take it away. All right, Mr. Danny Domino, the floor is yours. Where do you want to go to first? Well, I, uh, you know, let's just start right at the top with what I got. Uh, it's going to be my first two-unit play of the podcast here. So okay. Utah minus seven. Um, these lines are courtesy of betonline.ag from Wednesday. Um, got Utah minus seven. I don't even think it's a close game at all. Um, they have the Pac-12 stop offensive and defensive lines. And BYU, if you look at the box score, should have lost to Arizona. Um they gave up over 400 yards, gained 370, um, and that's against an Arizona team that was bottom 15 in offense and defense last year. So then you look, Arizona also missed two field goals, a 31 and a 44-yarder, and they made a 28-yarder. Um, so you're looking at a, a 14 and two two field goals inside the 15. Utah's probably punching at least one of those in. Um, I think so anyway. And the scary thing for me is BYU's defense against a suspect Arizona team only forced one three now. Um, yeah, that's not good. That's not good, no matter who you are. You know, and that's – I don't think BYU – I think they're still overhyped from last year being a media darling with Zach Wilson and everything. They lost a lot. Romney's not playing a wideout. Um, so, I think they have a little bit to be desired there. And then if you look at Utah – they doubled up Weber State in yardage and first downs, who, if you don't know, Weber State, not sorry, not Weber State, Weber State, um, they're a legit D1AA team, number six in preseason poll. Um, they're a good squad. They're going to be good. And they won 40 to 17, I believe. Yeah. Uh, one of the touchdowns was a kickoff return, and one of the touchdowns was a late garbage touchdown. So really, you're looking 40 to three. If you look at everything, can't take those plays out. Obviously, I know. But, and then that late touchdown drive is also res- responsible for almost a quarter of their yards. And with 75 yards, they had 240 yards more than that. 
So, um, I mean, I just think Utah comes in. They're going to lock everything down. It's not like BYU is keeping a plan against a Pac-12 opponent. They're going to try to go out there and make a name for themselves. Might have been distracted by the uh, Big 12 talk, but I think Utah goes out, and I think this is a bloodbath and one of the most underappreciated rivalries in all college sports, Utah and BYU. So, Yep, I love it. The holy war. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with that with you as well. I'm actually a big fan of Connor Brewer, the Baylor transfer that's Utah Star. Oh yeah, didn't even talk about him. Yeah, he's a poster, he's a sicko, he's a bona fide genius certified stud. And Kyle Whittingham is probably the most underrated coach right now outside of you know the power five. I still call it Pactual Power Five, but Kyle Whittingham is a great, great coach. So I'm gonna ride with you that minus seven with Utah. And now I'm actually gonna take you a little bit. So a game that I've had my eye on, I think it's really important for the ACC and the and the SEC. NC State opened up at minus two and a half. As of this recording, 8.55 p.m. on Thursday, they're only a minus one favorite. So where are you leaning with this, Danny? Uh, I'm going to – I think I'm going to be with you. I heard your pick today. Uh, on the pod, I'm going to be on NC State. I think I'm a leery. I think he's a stud. I think that NC State squad, everyone was talking about him. And ACC being a possible upper echelon team, obviously not clubs or anything like that, but everyone knows the, how the ACC goes. You got clubs and then you got typically every year four or five teams. Um, and I think NC State this year is going to be one of those four or five teams. Mississippi State just struggled against Louisiana Tech. Um, I think NC State wins that one, and I'm with you on that one as well pretty comfortably. And if you see an alternate spread, you might want to skip that one up too. No, I agree. And honestly, folks, if I were y'all, there's that minus one now that's dropping and Mississippi State open as a public dog. And like I said before, public dogs, the problem with them, they always have fleas, they have flaws, they have weaknesses. I would wait till actually kickoff before this because I have a, I have a feeling that NC State's going to actually go into the game as an underdog, take the money line. Honestly, I would take NC State up to minus five and a half. So that's where I'm standing with that. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. Oh, yeah. I think it's NC State's primarily much better, like Devin Leary, like we said. Bam Knight's a sicko. That defense is really damn good with Peyton Wilson, Emeka Mezzi, Thayer Thomas with the offensive weapons. And yeah, I, I was going to say, what's that, what's that wide receiver's name for them? There's Emeka Mezzi. There's yeah, Thayer guy. Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Those two. Yeah. Thayer Thomas is the kid that, like, I was like, why is the president of the Glee Club, like, literally just going for a 200 yards against us right now from the slot? And that's literally what he did against us. But yeah, NC State's going to be. In my personal opinion, probably the second best team in the ACC. They actually might be Clemson if they actually keep this rolling. Let's go to something that I know we both like: trends, stats, and also. I know where you're going. With you know, this. I'm going with this. I know where you're going with this. Please take us to probably one of the best trends of all time. What are you taking in our Air Force versus Navy? So it's 20th anniversary, 9/11. Going to be big emotional game. Air Force, Navy. Big time, um, but since 2005, Service Academy unders are 38, 9, and 1. No one likes betting under except me because I'm a sicko. Um, but, man, you just you can't go against the, the trend. It's at like 40 and a half or 41 right now. I think you just got to ride the under. Also, a fun fact, I think in the last 13 games in the Commander Chief Trophy, which is this game, the underdogs – like 10 and three or 11 and two against the spread with eight outright wins. So Navy, I think is a five and a half point dog here with it being a lower scoring game. Familiar with each other, both run triple option. I think that under, but that under trend is 
You can't. That's something you just can't ignore. No, it's it's super super nice. Not only that, folks, it's like they rolled for a triple option. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if each team maybe has one possession in the first quarter, and that's how like fast these timers go for these games because they. They well, throw the ball even what five or six times. They just they just don't combined. Yeah, combined. Yeah, right. right. so whatsoever. I would take this all the way down to thirty eight, which I have, and I've cashed on in on. So, folks, take that under forty and a half. And also, Danny, I'm gonna also take Navy plus six. All right, Danny, let's go over to one of the big big games on Saturday. It's the nooner. It is Oregon and Ohio State. Now, Kayvon Thibodeau, we know, is a game-time decision. C.J. Stroud kind of struggled in the first half of his debut, but locked it down to get the double over Minnesota, but they did not, they did not cover. Oregon struggled against Francisco State last week. They needed a late Anthony Brown touchdown run to seal the deal. So where is the dominoes fall for this game? I think if you listen to me last week and you heard me talk about Oregon against the Fresno State squad, um, Oregon shouldn't have won that game. You go, you you look at Fresno State turned the ball over twice inside the 20 in their first three possessions. Gifted Oregon a 14-0 lead, and they were winning in the fourth quarter. Um, and if you're at home and you're struggling with Fresno State, I'm not expecting big things when you go to Columbus. Their first game back with a full stadium because they played at Minnesota. I think this one could get ugly, but I'm also going to be on the over of that. 14 and a half. That's scary. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I feel a lot more comfortable at 14 to get a push. 14 and a half is just, but that over, I don't, especially if Thibodeau doesn't play. I mean, I think, I think Oregon's going to be struggling. So where do I go next, Danny? Um, you want to go bankroll builder? Want to go super dog? Hey, no, 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 Daddy. It's up to you, man. Where do you want to me. go? Yeah, you know, no, no, no. I'm, I'm letting you make the decision. All the chips. Uh, I'm going to hop to a game that is, unless you're an odd person, this game's not on your radar at all. Um, I'm going to go with the Jaguars of South Alabama over Bowling Green. Um, you, got, you are a degenerate. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I got reasons for it. I got reasons for it. Um, Bowling Green's terrible. They are up there or down there with UConn and New Mexico State. Um, last year, they were outscored 45 to 11. That was the average score of their game. I think their closest game was 24 points. And that's against straight Mac schools, which South Alabama's in Conference USA or something, I forget which one. But either way, uh, Bowling Green's 0-15 against the spread in their last 15 September games. They do not prepare well in non-conference. South Alabama, we were talking about Utah's quarterback situation. They actually have Jake Bentley, who transferred to Utah from South Carolina. He's thrown for over 8,000 yards in the Power 5, 63-38 to touchdown ratio. And he's got a couple weapons on the outside. Their names are... Slipping me right now because again, it's South Alabama, not not Heisman hopefuls out there on the edge. But yeah, Jake Bentley is our starting quarterback. <laughs> I mean, South Alabama's. We were talking about Will Healy a little earlier off off mic, but they got another young coach. I think he's thirty five years old. He's going to be able to relate to the players. You look at the younger coaches; they seem to get their guys fired up a little bit more. 
um, they could relate to him, talk to him a little more. So I think it's going to be a big one for South Alabama. Minus 14, and this one, this spread might get doubled up. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. The one thing I do, I watch a lot of national football when November starts. It's probably some of the it's some of the most intense like nights that you'll ever like yeah. experience. I love it. Maxion is on literally, a Tuesday night. <laughs> on, a, on a Tuesday night when you're like when I was like my one L two L year from law school, like trying to wind down from the week. I'm like, yo, let me get some Maxion. Let me get some Akron. Let me get some Central Michigan. Let me get some Western Michigan Broncos up in here real quick. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I know Bowling Green's terrible. Bowling Green, actually, for a fun fact, their win total from the beginning of the year was one and a half. Yeah, that's just so that tells you, folks, how bad this team is. This team is not good at the sport of football. So I'm actually going to – I was not going to touch this game. And then, Danny, you have convinced me, folks, take Southern Alabama at minus 14 right now out of the sporting. And also, if you want, I probably will find an alternate line. I'm going to go to minus 17. All right, Danny. Now it's time to roll with the bankroll builder. Folks, if you don't know, Dan's bankroll builder, I think, made a good sum of us a decent bit of money. So it's really important. I think if we all take a moment, sit back, and let the fullback, you know, do his thing. We're going to feed him right now. Danny, give it to me, baby. So, again, bankroll builder, I've been doing Danny's dogs, you know, whatever you want to call it. Twitter, I'm 2-0 plus four units. Week one, I had Illinois or Nebraska. Last week that I had on the pat on the pod, I had uh, Penn State. This week, I'm going back Western Kentucky plus two twenty. Uh, Drake, I believe you're actually on this one with me as well. I am. Uh, and if you don't know anything about Western Kentucky, very interesting team. Their OC quarterback and three wide receivers transferred from an FCS school. They all came in together. They went out and. They actually played some FBS teams last year. They took Texas Tech down to the wire. I think it was like 47-44 in a game like that. So, I mean, they can score. They're consistent with the offense. You know, the hardest thing bringing in new systems, the quarterbacks and receivers getting on the same page. And when you transform the whole thing, you know, that helps. Um, If they get up early, this is the only thing that scares me. If they get up early against the Army, I don't know how Army's going to score. However... If they don't score, if they don't score in the first possession, an army can slow the game down. That's where when you're running a triple option against the spread team and you're throwing, you could get into some issues with your defense getting tired, army running the ball. So this one, I'm not as sold on this one as I was Penn State last week. I knew Penn State was going to win that game. There was no doubt. Yeah, feel comfortable with this one, but I think this one's going to be an interesting game between. You got that one. You're going to have one of the highest tempos of the and all D one in Western Kentucky, versus arguably the slowest tempo in uh, in Army. So I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. But I got Western Kentucky. I think they're just going to be able to pull it out. So. Yeah, they're a really, really, they're a really, really good team. That offense is, you know, firing all cylinders. Even though, fun fact, the head coach of Western Kentucky is Clay Helton's, I think, younger brother, Tyson Helton. Really? Yes, Tyson Helton. And I, the one of the things is, um, I don't like Clay Helton as a coach. I think he's, you know, lagging behind with USC. But the Western Kentucky offense is really solid. And that's something I was looking at that. And then you were talking to us, us pre-pro about, you know, hey, you want to Western Kentucky, you know, I ride. I'm like, you know what, I'm down. Let's ride. So, folks, take Western Kentucky. 
plus 175 as of right now. That number is dropping because they opened at minus one, minus seven. Hey, I got it. I got it plus 220 out there on Wednesday. It's already down to. Yeah, I say, folks, if you want to jump on that, jump on that right now for maximum value because that thing is going to keep dropping. Yeah, dude, I, I just popped in, folks. Thanks for having me. But I love Western Kentucky as the pick over Army. I like how on 9-11 you're picking against our servicemen. So thanks, Dan. Really appreciate you bringing some, some good juju to the podcast. All right, Danny, let's go down over to Athens because they the Bulldogs against Clemson, they looked absolutely, in other words, terrible. The offense was anemic. I think the defense, they, they scored no offensive touchdowns. Actually, neither team scored any offensive touchdowns. And I have a feeling that this is going to be a very interesting game for you. So let me know about UAB Georgia. I hear some dogs barking, but they're not Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> That's going to be my super dog of the week. Uh, mainly because I don't think Georgia scored, outscored anybody by 25. Uh, JT Daniels might not even be playing. <laughs> Maybe worse. I don't know who their backup quarterback is, but he probably looks like some banker. Um UAB, they have 17 starters back, 12 super seniors. Uh, they look good against Jacksonville State. I think everyone knows that. They, and Jacksonville State, who Florida State plays this week, was number 10 in the FCS preseason poll. So they're not a rollover team here. The preseason look, I went back and looked at this. The preseason look at the line for this game was 20 and a half. So you got cross two key numbers of 21 and 24 there. Um so I'm getting at five extra, four and a half extra points and no starting quarterback. Their weapons still aren't back. They still got people down on defense. Um, and Georgia just beat Clemson. SEC starts next week against South Carolina. This is a prime sandwich letdown spot game for Georgia um, because they're probably thinking just like everybody else, they don't care about UAB. If you can find a UAB first half money line, do not be afraid to take it. They're going to come out swinging. Yeah, and I want to point out something else too, Dan. If you if you look at UAB, they're not. As you, I mean, you allude to them not being a slouch, but their quarterback last week, Mister Tyler Johnston, he was out third. there for fifty. The third, Tyler Johnson, the third, the third, the third, ninety-one point one passer rating, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. So that's a pretty incredible rating when you look at it. They also had Dylan Hopkins, who spelled him for like 10 snaps, highly rated. They have a solid tight end, 92.3, a 92.3 in cat, uh, pass catching as well. So fun Guys, fact this about is... that tight end, he has the second or third longest streak in the country with consecutive games with catching, I believe 27. Huh. See, this is why I love having Danny on the program, folks, is you learn something new every single time he's here because he does the research he puts in the effort and he brings y'all quality content but yeah look dude looking at their halfback even right 30 33 snaps the dude ran 14 times it's like he's he's scoring it uh 79 on there i know pff isn't everything but the reality is georgia as you said isn't scoring 24 against anyone so 24 points on a spread if this team scores one field goal the spread's immediately safe change it to another game and enjoy your saturday instead of whatever the snooze fest is that Georgia puts on the field. We talked about the bat, the holy war over Utah and BYU. Mm. Dan, you know I'm going with this? I think so, but I'm not sure. So college game day is going to Ames, Iowa this weekend for the Cy Hawks. That's what I thought. Iowa State is a favorite at minus four and a half. Brock Purdy's Iowa. Charlie Kohler's Iowa. 
Matt Campbell, who some say we should have hired instead of Mike Norvell's Iowa State. So, who are we taking here? Because Iowa did put a big beat down on Indiana, who was a lot of people's favorite coming into the year to maybe make some noise in the Big Ten. So, I love Iowa State. I'm on them to win the Big 12. I'm on their over Big 12 wins. I'm on Iowa State about every possible which way you can go. He's on them like a pack of red velvet cupcakes. Yeah, I'm on them like the the Knowles defense was on Kyrie Williams. Um, But kills me to say this. Don't do it, Danny. I think. Don't do it, Danny. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Agreed. And I think I changed my mind about this about four different times today. I think it's a field goal game. Iowa State pulls it out, but I'm taking Iowa plus four, plus four and a half. I'm shocking myself saying that because I hate saying it, but that's where I'm at. Max, what do you think? This is, you know, when you see things and your eyes just can't really process what you're seeing because it's something you've never seen before and the neural synapses can't fire and create what that is. Is that we Iowa just, State being ranked? <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 the second time Iowa State's ever been ranked in this matchup. No, it's it's the rank. It's just what happened last week, right? It was somehow we saw Iowa State only score ten points against Northern Iowa, but then we saw Iowa score thirty four points. Like Iowa's not supposed to score points. That's not really their <laughs> their thing. No. Like they're more they're more into that whole like score 10, keep the other team at seven. Uh, big Georgia 10 elite. Clemson type. Big right. 10 elite defenses. Right. Yeah, they're the elite defense of never letting the other team touch the ball because every one of your drives goes for 11 minutes. Like, that is their game plan. So, I don't know. I mean, I think if you have an Iowa team that can actually score some points, that could be dangerous. But, Drake, you've been my friend long enough, and, Danny, you've probably heard me say this, when I don't know about a matchup, I look at the quarterback situation and I just trust Brock Purdy. Even if you look at his stats last week, he had a really good week. He was like 21 to 26 for 200 yards, no touchdowns, but also no picks. I think he ran for another 60 yards. So my gut is going with the quarterback on that. And I'm going to side with Iowa state. Yeah. Now see Max is on the right side of history here. You take Iowa state simply because they have a proven commodity in Brock Purdy. Now, this line is this way because Charlie Kohler may not play the game, but from all indications, from all my sources, from what I'm hearing, is he's playing the game. So I would take the points. Not only that, I take the under here because we are going to see an elite defense in Iowa, a solid enough defense with Iowa State. And also, Iowa State has a Heisman contender running back in Brees Hall. So give me Iowa State. Give me Matt Campbell. you, Danny. So, Max, is there a particular game that you have your eye on? Maybe because you're not, you know, gambling on it, but you just enjoy the after effects of someone being embarrassed on TV by a lower tier program. Yeah, I mean, I, that's got to be the Miami game, right? You got App State at plus nine. And I know Danny said that they were his, quote, team to watch this year. He didn't say for this game specifically. So, if they don't cover, don't hold it against Danny. But they are perennially – one of the better Sunbelt teams. They, they're they not great, but they kind of hang in there when they shouldn't. I remember one time, and by the way, there's no data here. This is highly non-analytical and has nothing to do with the game on Saturday. But 
App State came through for me one time. I was at a Christmas party. Might have been bowl season. It may have been conference championship season. I don't know. But I had the under at 59 and a half. That game got to 58 in the third quarter. And by George, those two teams went scoreless for the rest of the game. And ever since they bailed me out of that pinch, I've loved those guys. I mean, it's great. They saved me. I'm retired now, basically. But, you know, I'm going to I probably roll the dice on plus nine because it's it's a win-win, right? Like, if they cover, Miami barely beat App State. If they win outright, Miami lost out State, App State. If Miami blows them out, then it's like, well, cool, Miami. You blew out App State. Congratulations. Why don't you go make yourself another necklace? Max, to your point, I actually do think I said last week when I said I was taking Alabama. I actually do think I said I'd be on App State this week. Um, And Miami did nothing to change my opinion of it. I'm still going to be on App State, plus nine, probably a little sprinkle in the money line as well. Um, I just, if you rent your own stadium, you have nothing to protect. You know, they can't say this is our house and they're going to go down. They're going to go down and start the season out until, in my mind. So, yeah. Yeah. so I made this pick on Lock in the ACC, so I won't give it here. Everyone's going to listen to it over there. But the App State thing, I'm just not a believer in Chase Bryce as their starting quarterback. I think in a really good first week, people tend to overreact to that. And that's kind of, I think, what I see right now with this line movement. I think it opened up at plus 10, and now it's at a plus 9. So it fluctuate between 8 and 9, too. So. Yeah, it's kind of odd. And with Miami, I think that De'Ara King actually will probably – I mean, I like De'Ara King a lot. I think actually we'll get broad players around him to move forward. And, I mean, everyone's going to get their ass beat by, by Alabama. That being said, yeah. that being said, though, I'm kind of – with I'm to train this game. How, I'm not touching it. I'm with training as Max is saying. If they beat F-State, great. You beat F-State. If you lose to F-State, I get to laugh at you as a team, collect a check in your Airbnb, and then dips out in, in, in the dead of night. So, yeah, I'm just going to be there for the troll. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone probably would lose to Bama, but everyone didn't. So that's the thing, right? It's Schrodinger's cap. We didn't play Bama, so we don't know. And I think this is a fun game because I will be watching it very closely for the same reasons I'm going to watch ours. I'm very interested to see what Derek King does here because, look, you've got a guy who came back for a sixth year after a knee injury who was basically promised, hey, come to Miami we're going to get you in the league. You've torn it up at the G5 level, do it at the P5 level. Doesn't pan out. And I wonder if he has another deflating game after getting his teeth kicked in on national TV. Does he mentally start to check out, right? Not fully, but does he start to not practice as hard? Does he start to, you know, care less about the season? And that would be great for us because we don't play them till November when, you know, he's going to be like Harry Potter when it first hit the shelves of the library fully checked out not coming back those are such good books man i still have all my i still have mine all on hardcover so don't ruin don't ruin the series for for yourself if you're our age by the way and and try to watch the new stuff it's just not i watched it on airplane i still haven't seen it i still yeah just don't do it to yourself just enjoy (laughs) enjoy remembering harry potter for what it was yeah all right danny this game i have been staring at because i am a huge fan of this head coach and i also said that I actually have a Heisman future on one particular player with this team. Let's go down to Arkansas, where Steve Sarkeesian is heading in there as a seven-point favorite. This, to me, is kind of a trap line. But I think with Hudson Card, a five-star quarterback, 
And B. John Robinson, my boy, my Heisman future pick, actually, at value. So, Danny Domino, who are we taking here? This is a stay away game for me. Oh, I finally stay, found it. Stay away game for me. I think the line's tricky. Uh, that's seven. Everyone loves a home dog. Every, I, I love Sam Pittman. Love him. I do too. Uh, I do too. But and I got some back, bro. <laughs> you, you down, horns down. None of that up here. Texas ain't back. Texas is not going to be back. Texas is done. Um, but I could see them getting this good. Steve Sarkeesian, he's a good guy, good coach. Robinson is a stud. And I could, I could see Texas covering this with ease. I think they, if you look at the talent differential, they should. But if you look at Texas historically, they can get letdowns. It's a stay away from me. I'll be rooting for you. But that's a complete stay away from me for that one. Folks, I was trying to find one particular line to stump this man on. And for some reason, I was high on Texas last week. I took the minus eight against Louisiana Lafayette, and they covered, I think, by like 17, 20 points. Yeah, I, think they won by, I think they won 38, 18 or something. They, yeah, they something covered with these. With these I was not sweating. I was sweating more the WVU Maryland game under, which somehow, some way, they, they just kneeled in the <laughs> kneeled it inside the pile. I'm like, oh, my God. God was on my side that night. But – this to me is kind of goes to a game where Texas's defense actually is, is could be pretty good. Arkansas's I think is going to be always really really bad. Also, I have no idea who Arkansas's quarterback is. They they were able to play pretty well last year with Kendall Browse and Philippe Franks. So and to me, Texas this this is a game that yeah. And the, to me, this is a game where if Steve Sarkisian really wants to like put that stand that hey maybe Texas is back, you go out and be an SEC team. I I agree with you. And I'm with you. I'm just not going to. Not, not with you. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on all the points, but I just, I have a hard time putting my money on Texas. Hey man, that's fine. Listen, listen, listen. I just, you just give me the positive vibes. Give me the good juju. I'll take that. I won't take that's, your money or anything, but I'm, I think you're, I think you're on the right side. Thank you. There we go. See, that's what I want here heading into the weekend. Is there any more that you want to take Danny, before we head out of here? So last one, I know this episode's getting a little lengthy. Last one is Liberty minus four. Last year they were everyone's darlings besides Coastal Carolina, and then we beat Coastal Carolina. For some reason, Coastal's getting all the hype. They were ranked preseason, all this stuff. Liberty brought back 20 starters as well. Um, they were 5-0 and after blowout wins under Hugh Freeze. A blowout wins over 20 points. 5-0 against the spread with that, so they don't have letdowns after big games. <laughs> um, they were perfect in road travel situations against the spread last year. So road and neutral site games. And again, I say this all the time. I know you can't do it, but I like looking at it from a perspective of overall. Troy plays three running backs who all have pretty decent um, similar carries. If you take away each of their longest runs, which – Okay, you know, I can't do that. But they only had 93 yards on 35 carries. Against an FCS school, that's 2.6 yards a carry. Liberty's legit. You're going to get some spark plays and stuff like that, but that's that. And then my biggest thing is why I'm on them. I think it's a trap line. I think I think this is screaming for you to take Troy because everyone's going to be on Liberty. 
But Troy was 0-4 against FBS teams in one possession games last year. Damn, really? Liberty was 4-0 in the exact same situations, including wins at Lane Stadium against Virginia Tech and in Co- against Coastal Carolina in the bowl game. I don't have faith in Troy to pull out a close game. Liberty's been there, brings back 20 starters. I think Liberty gets it done, and I think Liberty starts their uh, – I think they feel disrespected. Everyone's on Coastal. And Liberty's not getting talked about. They bring back everybody. See, I like Troy in a lot of stuff. I take I just Troy a lot of games the past, over the years. Like Troy to me is what App State is over to Max back when he was unretired. My issue though with banking on a team like Liberty is that you're banking off their all their 2020 success. And one of the things that we saw in week one, teams that you know did very well last year during the COVID year, the the shortened year. They didn't look particularly good week one or in week zero. So is that what we're going to get with Liberty the coming week? Maybe not because I think Malik Willis is a very, very damn good quarterback. And I think he's paired with the perfect head coach for his skill set and Hugh Freeze. Love, love Hugh Freeze. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a, yeah. Yeah. It is going to be interesting to see how they do or do move forward. I actually, you know what, Danny, I was leaning a little bit to Troy. I almost fell into that trap. So I'm going to thank you for saving me from that trap. So thank see, you. I think, I think Liberty's the trap line. I think I'm getting trapped, but everything oh. I said is just, <laughs> I think, I think when you look at it, you're like, why is Liberty only a four point favorite? So I'm reverse and reverse psychology here. I'm going with my gut. I'm taking it. If I get trapped, I get trapped. And also, because, like, you know, that, when it comes to those kind of lines, if, you know, you just feel wrong about it, but if your gut's telling you to do it, I always say to do it unless, you know, you're trying to convince yourself why it should be going. I think we talked mm-hmm. about that a few weeks ago with that. Uh, before we head out, I will tell you guys one line to stay away from, in my personal opinion, that I don't like at all, mainly because it sketches me out. I think the same way for Danny with about the uh, Texas-Arkansas game. I'm not touching Washington, Michigan. I think Washington, that line right now just freaks me out because Washington did, did lose to Montana. But that defense is still elite. They are definitely going to be changing quarterbacks in that game because the quarterback they have right now isn't particularly that great. And Michigan is still Michigan. Until they prove me otherwise that with Jim Harbaugh as their head coach, I'm not going to go right with them whatsoever. What's that line? What did it jump up to? It's at seven right now. Okay, so I'm not touching it. This is not an official Danny Domino's play here. Danny Domino's yeses. Um, Washington. I think that's a no-brainer. Before the season is this- – Look ahead was a pick em. And Washington lost to Montana or whoever they lost to. Yeah, I get it. It happens. But Michigan lost their only playmaker on offense in Ronnie Bell. He's done for the year. Yeah. So you lose your best offensive player against one of the best defenses you're going to play all season. I, would, I don't even know what the under is. I would take the under. I don't care if it's 42. I would take that under. Actually, f- it. Yeah, you know what? No, that's what we're going to do, Danny. We're going to ride the under. I'll ride that. We'll ride the under at 48 and a half because there is going to be no offense in this game because Cade McNamara, you seem like a good quarterback, but like you said, they don't have anyone to throw the ball to. And Jimmy Lake does not know how to coach offense. We saw it last week against Montana. We saw it all last year. So we went from saying, don't touch this game (laughs) to taking it over. We love Because this version of the podcast is for DGENs by DGENs. Danny. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, Drake. Max, thanks for stopping by for a little bit. Max, no, thanks for having up. me as well. Have fun writing your paper. So, Danny, where can people follow you at? Uh, you can get me on my regular Twitter at 18 underscore Wheeler with three E's. That's W-H-E-E-E-L-E-R. And then it's Freight Out of Vegas, F-R-8 Out of Vegas. That goes back to my old job in logistics. 
bringing money out of Vegas, taking freight loads of trucks out of Vegas. I know Max said he wasn't sure where it came from. So fun little fact, we're moving truckloads of money out of Vegas. So that's so apt the because folks, you can't see him. Danny is a huge person. Danny is like six <laughs> foot like five, like two feet. No, not six five. I'm like I was in the program at six two, two eighty. Oh sure. But I was a fullback athlete. <laughs> Yeah, this, that's what we call. I always say, feed the fullback. You know, Danny's dominoes wherever the dominoes may fall. This man will give you the picks. We'll get cash. Thick boys get thick walls, folks. I'm Drake. Love that. That was Danny. That was Max. Take care, everybody. We'll see you Monday on Lockdown Seminoles.